Just when you thought your life couldn't get any worse, I'm here to tell you that Applebee's is only going to play country music from here forward. It's the I Can't Complain podcast. My name is John. What does it take to be an Applebee's salad? Great flavor. Lots of flavor in every bite. There's nothing like an Applebee's salad. That looks good. I remember a time when Applebee's was edible. When you could go to Applebee's and score some ass. Or you could go with your family. Whatever you want to do. You can score ass there. You can go with your... You know. Applebee's used to be... It won't be around forever. Taste the new Aztec chicken salad today. It used to be decent, I think. I think it used to be decent. I no longer even recognize Applebee's. Applebee's in the 1990s, guys, consisted of protein slathered in sweet and spicy sauces. The unique new condiment called ranch was offered. The wings still had bones and came with celery and blue cheese. The onion blossom, if they even had one, was in full bloom. An unqualified manager roamed the floor with unparalleled power. Pitchers of beer flowed into patrons' mouths like tributaries into the great Mississippi River. The local 1997 softball team was predominantly featured on one of the walls inside of the establishment. At the end of the season, they would cut loose and have a party at the neighborhood Applebee's. Trashy rock music would be played throughout the restaurant. And occasionally, on a particularly wild night, you could catch a glimpse of a breast. Oh yes, Nip slips were not unheard of in the good old days of Applebee's. Now, it's largely the same, except the sauces are used with discretion. Instead of tossing the wings lovingly in a sauce, there's a drizzle. A goddamn drizzle. Long gone is the 22-year-old manager who went home every night stinking of fajitas. The microwave does the heavy lifting now. The pitchers are half full and no one even notices. The blue cheese dressing is congealed. It was the last bastion of American exceptionalism, but now it just belongs in the trash. The croutons for the salads are no longer soft like pillows, but instead it's like chewing on rocks. Like chewing on rocks. Actual geological formations that naturally take the earth millennia to create. Applebee somehow slings croutons that defy the very process of time. They come in fresh and only be completely solidified only hours later. You can hear the crunch from the croutons from the exterior of the restaurant. Customers leave with the roofs of their mouths shredded from those hard pieces of bread. And there hasn't been a nip slip since the Bush administration. The sound of rock music has been replaced by corporate country music. But honestly, I don't even recognize this country anymore. It used to be the land of excess. Heavy drinking. Dense calorie-laden sauces. Onion blossoms that bloomed with the very first sign of spring. Now we're just left with soulless establishments one step away from actually putting a microwave on your own table at the restaurant and forcing you to cook your own goddamn dinner. But you can't take away the memories. Because I remember a time when Applebee's owned the title Eating Good in the Neighborhood with Pride. They wore it as a badge of honor, a literal badge, as they came to your table with piping hot wings drenched in neon orange sauce with copious amounts of blue cheese on the side, just just as God intended. The sound of rock music blared in the background as a group of four friends sat and enjoyed themselves, sharing a pitcher of ice-cold beer, as someone across the bar exposed a titty to liven things up. There was no country music playing, but that was my country. 
It, much like Applebee's, wasn't much. But at least you didn't have to fucking listen to country music as the manager explains how to work the new self-serve microwave at your table. He says, Your robot will be with you shortly. We have a special on boneless wings, but they cook slowly if you overcrowd the microwave. You stare off into the distance. The gentle hums from all the microwaves around you can't drown out the country music as you watch your robot waiter wearing a 10-gallon hat and spurs appear. The menus firmly tucked behind the six-shooter. Management's been able to squeeze an eating-good-in-the-neighborhood shirt over top of the machine. But you can't be bothered with all that. A piping cold plate has just arrived. You slide it into the microwave, press the onion blossom button, and hope for the best. So there you go, guys. Throw uh, Applebee's on the trash pile along with Long John Silver's. I was threatening Brett that we might have to go to the Applebee's patio and enjoy a dinner out on the Applebee's patio because I cannot imagine a worse place on earth than the patio at your local Applebee's when it's 95 fucking degrees outside. So the story came out this week, guys. Applebee's, they're going to country music. That's evidently all they're going to play in their restaurants. The CEO also says that, and after I had already recorded that previous segment, and then I started reading the article closer. He hopes to go all digital. So I am not overblowing it when I say that a, a country western theme robot is possibly going to come to your table and force you to cook your food in your own microwave. He hopes to go all digital. Not John. Not me. I'm, I'm manual over here and I'll be manual till the day I die. Um, it's no surprise the joy of eating good in the neighborhood means affordability, convenience, and entertainment all without ever leaving your car. I don't even know what the fuck that means. One thing I did notice in this article that I am 100% calling bullshit on is according to uh, market research done by Applebee's, the median income, the average annual household income for a typical Applebee's customer is around $75,000. There's no way that's factually accurate. There's no way that your average Applebee's customer household income is $75,000 thousand dollars i've seen at the applebee's parking lot that's not full of it's not full of a lot of like even sports utility vehicles or supercars or you know you it's a lot of toyota corollas these people are not making seventy five thousand dollars a year a year in your dreams applebee's in your dreams unless things have changed drastically because the applebee's in the 90s that i referenced in that earlier segment the applebee's in the 1990s it was working class people you know who would be at the bar at my local applebee's drinking beer out of a pitcher on a regular basis my health teacher from school i would go to the Applebee's occasionally and you know what it's like seeing your overweight health teacher at the bar at Applebee's slamming beer after beer it really gives you faith it it restores some sort of like faith and hope that no matter what maybe you can actually you know dream big and and live your dream and be all that you want to fucking be and all that bullshit because my teacher had no business being a health teacher in in any universe in any school district anywhere the man was morbidly obese and his favorite drink was beer that's not the attitude of your normal health teacher but he was he somehow still achieved his dream of i don't know coaching volleyball and i don't know eating an applebee's but the applebee's in the 90s was better it wasn't good guys but it was decent 
It was never a place where you wanted to be seen. It was always one of those restaurants when you get in the parking lot, if there's like a tree line somewhere, you back in against the tree line so nobody can see your license plate. It's always been that type of place where you don't really want to be seen. But the wings were sauced properly. The chicken tasted like at some point it might have actually walked on grass outside or seen sunlight. And you could sit there with a fucking Aztec chicken salad or stir-fry, and you could catch a glimpse of a breast. Where else can you go and get stir-fry in a titty? Nowhere else, but that used to be Applebee's. That was my Applebee's, but that's long gone now. Now it's just country music and robot waiters and... The microwave's not on the table yet, but trust me, it's coming sooner or later, goddammit. Fucking Applebee's. Halfway around the world, a Russian chess robot broke a child's finger during a Moscow match. That's the breaks. Literally and figuratively, that's the breaks. I'm surprised it hasn't happened before now. A chess robot broke a seven-year-old boy's finger. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. During a match at the Moscow Chess Open last week. And these, this, this is... A similar robot to the one that you might encounter at Applebee's in the near future. This is a robot that doesn't have time for fun and games. He's there to he's there to do his job, which in this case was to kick this seven-year-old boy's ass and to move on. So when you encounter this robot, even he might look friendly at the Applebee's with his 10-gallon hat and his spurs on and his six-shooter and the smile painted on his face, or I don't know what his face is going to look like, but he might look friendly, and you might want to approach him. Do not re- approach the fucking robots. Wait until the robot comes to your table, and then never make eye contact with the robot. Always be looking at your menu. That's key, because these robots are out to fuck shit up. Footage of the incident showed the robot, with its large mechanical arm, playing three simultaneous matches against various opponents. That's why I think this this robot potentially could be a new employee at Applebee's in the very near future because if it can play three chess matches at the same time, I think that it could probably serve, what, six to eight tables at the same time. I think that that this robot might be the one that Applebee's needs. One opponent, the boy, reaches to move one of his pieces and the robot grabs his finger. It's a simple mistake. You know, I try and have patience with these... I don't want what I'm going to say right now to be as controversial as it sounds, but I am losing patience with these seven-year-old chess players getting in the way of advancement of technology. And the Moscow Chess Federation president came out and said, he said this, the robot was rented by us. It had been exhibited in many places for a long time with specialists. We have nothing to do with the robot, he said. It's not the attitude you should have. You should be claiming ownership of that robot. You should be saying, this is our robot. That fucking kid is never going to play here again. Do you know how much, do you know how expensive this robot is to rent? Do you know what we had on the line? Our entire budget for the entire Moscow Chess Federation is on the line for 10 years if we have to pay for this robot. I would kick that kid to the curb faster than you could fucking blink. His ass would be outside. I don't know how cold it is in Russia right now, but I don't give a shit either. His ass would be on the street if I was in charge. So don't fuck with the robots at Applebee's. Now it's time for a Russian war update. Today, Vladimir Putin invade... No, it's not going to be that. Uh, Vladimir Putin's winning the war... um, 
it might not really look like it, but he controls all the strategic uh, areas and he controls the oil and the oil will keep funding him indefinitely and eventually the Ukrainians will be worn down and sadly they will lose the weight. Someone's just busted in. What is this? I'm being handed, I'm being handed, ladies and gentlemen, a, uh, a beverage, actually. Someone heard me talking to possibly talking bad about Russia, and they've given me this instead to talk about. Um, pure Russian rainwater. It's a pure Russian rainwater. 99% pure. I've, I've, dr I've drank a few of these in my day. 99% pure. Collected at ground level. I don't even need a script anymore because I know the whole spiel by now. Collected in small pail, the original small batch Russian rainwater. I like how we've created a fake product here on the program. Sorry to break the third wall. Whatever wall that was, I'm sorry to break it, but I like how we've created a fake product. Pure Russian rainwater. Also now harvested in uh, certain regions that used to be controlled by the Ukraine. But we're not sorry about that. Pure Russian rainwater. Drink to your health. Now back to the show. You guys know the most deplorable, abhorrent sex doesn't occur in college dorm rooms. Or even on the set of pornographies. You would think it might occur there, but it doesn't. It occurs in the nursing homes across this great nation on a minute-by-minute -minute basis. You want to get laid faster than you can fucking snap your finger? You go to any nursing home across America, especially... If you're younger, if you're under 80 and you go into a nursing home, I guarantee you'll get ass immediately. That's my promise to you. But I'm mentioning this because I feel like in a way, Biden, I don't know if you've heard of him, Joseph Biden, the president of the United States, he has deprived himself of the golden years. Look, you have to be crazy to be president in the first place, especially in the year 2022. And I know Biden's looking around. And he's seeing a lot of his 80 and 90 year old friends having fun, getting blown on a regular basis and bragging about it. Somewhere in the back of Biden's mind, there has to be a thought. Uh, I should be laying in a recliner with my legs up getting blown right now. I should have my legs up getting blown by three broads that vividly remember the Johnson administration. That's what I should be doing right now. But instead, I'm on some peacekeeping mission to some country that I've forgotten even existed. He's gallivanting around the world catching COVID. Now, I've traveled a little bit. And I'm telling you, I've never met a 90-year-old person that likes traveling anywhere except a bingo hall on, th on Thursday night. That's the only place they like to go. Maybe to Lowe's Home Depot or... or that's not the same place. Lowe's or Home Depot. Maybe they like going to the hardware store to pick out some flowers or some bullshit. I don't know. And attending funerals of their dying friends. That's the only thing that I know that 90-year-olds still like to do. Bingo hall and funerals. It's the people whose lives um, revolve around like power and position, like Joe Biden and Donald Trump. The don't know when to go. And you know where, if you've heard this program before, you know where this is going, maybe. You've got to know when to go. And I'm going to bring up a man. I've brought him up several times on the program, but it really is the best example of hanging on too long. And you know that example I'm talking about is Mr. Rudy Giuliani. 
A cautionary tale for not going out on a high point. It really is. It's the greatest example of my lifetime of hanging on too long and not going out on top. Because if that man would have left, let's say he leaves office in 2003, a couple years after 9-11. That man, possibly, they're going to fucking bulldoze Mount Rushmore and just put a Giuliani up there. His approval rating was probably, I don't... I, <laughs> Bush's approval rating, like the weeks after 9-11, was in the nine. I believe it was in the ninety something percents. Giuliani might have gotten the closest to one hundred that we've ever polled. I mean, he might have been ninety nine point nine. No bullshit. Like the weeks after 9-11. and and we knew it was going to fade a little bit. We knew certain things were going to come out, but I didn't expect his hair to be painted on and running down the side of his face as he's sweating profusely. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect this man to be. To be called to testify for people that have broken into the Capitol. It really is the best example of you got to know when to go. One person that's going somewhere is uh, evidently Ghislaine Maxwell. She's going to be transferred to a minimum security facility. That's what the headline said, I think. I almost didn't believe it. I, I was like, that doesn't... Does this really seem like a bad idea to anybody else does this seem like why do i hear hooves why do i hear hooves oh didn't expect this to be rolling through today guys it's the abortion care we have a yet another yet another group of travelers traveling through the abortion caravan let's see how many are on this wagon load oh it's a couple dozen a couple dozen people on a couple wagons what's one of them's yelling what what what'd you say Mitch McConnell said he's here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lindsey Graham said he's here. Oh, you're, are you, they're here for the abortions, everyone. We must welcome them with open arms. I knew I heard hooves, and it's almost like they kicked up a dust storm when they came through here, too. And then the the sound of the Oregon Trail music play. That's the abortion caravan. That's it, guys. Thank you for listening to the show. We'll be back next week. Bye. The goddamn abortion caravan. I have a note here that says to mention baked potato world. I think at some point I thought baked potato world was a good idea for a restaurant. If anybody out there wants to steal it, baked potato world, it's a restaurant with exclusively baked potatoes. God damn, it's a couple idea. me. <laughs>
Right.